1: For my yoga teacher friends who are interested in working with the pregnant population, Prenatal Yoga Center offers an 85-hour Yoga Alliance certified program based on our three-pronged theory of prenatal yoga, asana, education, and community. Once a year, we hold our three-month immersion program in New York City. For those who cannot attend this training, Caprice and I are now traveling to different locations, holding our training at hosting studios where we will spend six days working together, exploring and learning about prenatal yoga. This training consists of more than 50 hours working together, we also created a whole membership website with more than 20 videos corresponding directly to the manual you will receive. For more information, check out our website at prenatalyogacenter.com. Hope to work with you soon. Take care. Hi everyone, I'm Deb Flaschenberg, and I'm your host for Yoga Birth Babies. And today we have two special guests, Bianca and Natasha from BeboMia, and they're gonna to talk to you about plus-size pregnancies. There's a lot of information about that, and let's learn about it. Let me first tell you about Natasha and Bianca. Bianca and Natasha are the founders and owners of BeboMia. BeboMia is a training and mentorship organization for women in the maternal health field, including pregnancy birth professionals, childbirth educators, and parenting specialists. They offer comprehensive skills, business support, and community care through an innovative online structure that spans the global market. A very different culture from both the patriarchal boardroom model and the female-centric multi-level marketing industry, Bebo Mia offers opportunities for women to work from home while making income for themselves and their families. They develop inclusive, accessible trainings for women that develop the skills needed to grow and sustain a lucrative business. Bebo Mia remains fiercely committed to their original mission that was developed in 2008, to connect women to their intrinsic value and power. A revolutionary baby monitor is born.
0: Please remember, Mosmo Stork is not meant to be used as a medical device. Hi, ladies. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you
1: for having us. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for even reaching out and bringing this topic up. As I had mentioned in some of our correspondence that I think it's the population I tend to work with in the demographic on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, but we don't often see too many plus-size pregnancies. And when I started to think about that and do the research, I realized how many people really fit into that category and how important this conversation is to have. So thank you for bringing that too light for me, and I, And for those that are new to this, just an idea that this inspired me to do a little mini-series. So we're going to talk about plus size and some of the preconceived ideas and some of the complications and how to embrace, but the other side where I do tend to see some issues in the population I work with is women that are afraid to gain weight. So this is going to be a whole body positivity mini-series. So <laughs> let's start with, with first of all, I guess, what, let's go back to what brought Natasha. Natasha. Natasha and Bianca to doing the work they do?
2: Oh, Oh, that's a great (laughs) question. Um, So Natasha and I met almost 10 years ago um, here in Toronto, and we started a doula agency. We we had been discussing, wouldn't it be great if all these services were under one roof? Um, So we built it, and we serviced families through their fertility, pregnancy, and parenting journey here in Toronto. Um, After a little bit of time, maybe six years into our business, we started... Um, training other healthcare practitioners who wanted to work in the field of fertility, pregnancy, birth, and the parenting period, um, which was really exciting. And then Natasha, her husband got transferred to Vancouver, which is 4,000 miles away from where we lived. Um, so we moved our business online um, because we wanted to stay business partners and we loved what we were building. So we we changed it and we started serving practitioners exclusively um so at this point we train women uh who want to work in fertility, pregnancy, birth and parenting um with online courses and certifications like doula training and breastfeeding, um sleep support that's a truly a no cry sleep solution, those sorts of services and through that we've noticed some trends and the latest trend that um require we feel needs some extra care for both parents who are following this as well as practitioners who might work with plus size parents um are the issues that come up around being plus size and what that means for your pregnancy and the birth possibilities and outcomes that can, that can still be possible for the plus size uh, parents. So through that, we've been, we've been on a mission with our body positivity. (laughs) It's so important because, you know, heavy or thin, most women do
1: tend to have issue with their body and pregnancy is a time of creation and, and embracing in my mind. So, I think it's really important to, to take some of the shaming away. So let's get to what would even constitute a plus size pregnancy.
2: that's a good place to start. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
3: Um, so plus size pregnancy would be, and so the most common or most popular way to determine where somebody fits on a scale, um, as far as size goes is the BMI scale. Um, so it's basically taking your weight and your height and giving you a number and that tells you you know, quote unquote, how healthy you are, you know, what healthy range you're in. So anybody who's 25 and above, it would be considered overweight, where anyone who's 30 and above would be considered obese. And then there's different layers of obesity. Um, So that would constitute as a plus size pregnancy. That's where people would start discussing um, elevated risks as far as pregnancy goes. And, you know, generalizing what your health would be um but we all kind of know the body mass index scale isn't isn't perfect by any means um there's people in all different categories that are healthy in all different ranges and it absolutely is not an indicator of how well your pregnancy is going to go um yeah but, but we still can't let it go yeah, <laughs> as, a, it's, as a it's a tough one right because um uh, currently I'm pregnant right now i i'm in the obese category um, I consider myself a very healthy person. I practice yoga. I I walk. I exercise. I eat really well. Um, I'm much healthier now than I was when I would have been in a healthy range as far as the body mass index scale <laughs> goes, because I was, you know, crash dieting and over exercising and all those things to be within that box. So, um, it yeah, it I wouldn't count on it as
1: being an indicator on how well your pregnancy or your birth is going to go. One thing that was interesting when I started just to do a little bit of research about plus size and the average, like how many people in average would be considered plus size or obese, I was a little surprised to find out that the average woman, at least in the U.S., I don't know if it's different in Canada, is a size 16. So mm-hmm. do you know if that would be considered that I'm guessing that would be plus size 16. Yeah. yeah. So the Ooh. average person, it's like the average pregnant woman sounds like she's going to fall into this category.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you're looking at, you know, 50% and above of women are going to be falling into this category yet. Um, like you're saying where you're teaching yoga in upper Manhattan, you don't see it. Not, um, not too much not too much. And, and people just generally don't see plus size women, but plus size women are absolutely having babies. Of course. Um, and, mm-hmm. and so this is something we need to talk about.
1: Yeah. And one thing that I'm, as I was thinking about that, I'm like, I don't see a lot of plus size women. I'm hoping that this actually can encourage women to come into class. I would hate to think that they're thinking, yoga you know tight clothes I can't do that so I'm hoping this will be an invitation to say it's just a place to connect and be healthy it has nothing to do with size
3: yeah absolutely like there are things we can do to make it um, make our spaces more plus size friendly as far as how we advertise and the images that we use and 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 what's out there, right? Like if they're if they see only images of really tiny people, not tiny, but like slender people doing yoga, um, they may not feel like this is the right place for them. Um and as far as like the the invisibility of plus size women, it they show their bodies differently. They show that they're pregnant different than other bodies. Um so They may not feel like they look pregnant enough to go to a yoga class, or they don't look like everyone else, so they don't want to go. Um, So there's some some information we need to be sharing around that as well as far as being
1: inclusive and, and showing people that they're welcome. Yeah, body image in general is a touchy area with pregnant women. I know that I've had in class some really tall women, some really smaller women, and they could be, say, the tall woman's next to the smaller woman. Their bellies are going to look completely different even if they're at the same week, just because of the body proportion. I know some of the taller women feel like I'm not, I don't have that cute bump yet because they're just so long. It's just not showing. So I know that could feel really sensitive. So let's go to, because I know in your, in our correspondence, you talked a little about um, fat shaming. So how do you think society perceives a plus size pregnancy differently than a non plus size?
2: Well, I feel like, I mean, we know what the healthy range is for pregnancy. So Women who fall in the normal range on the BMI, I don't like using that word, I'm just using the BMI's word, um, but they are recommended that we have that 25 to 35 pound weight gain, um, which is not necessarily realistic. In fact, there was some new research out of Monash University um, that they felt that you know only one in four women is actually hitting that, that number, that they should be, you know they're either not putting on enough weight, they went into the pregnancy underweight and haven't gained enough weight. Or the majority of women are putting on, quote, too much weight during pregnancy. Um, So we've already have this expectation for all bodies, regardless of what you are going into your pregnancy. Um, But the fat shaming, you know, when we look at if you just Google stock images for pregnancy, they're always like really tiny women um, with little bumps. Their arms are still thin. Their legs are still thin. Their face looks fairly slender. So we have this as being our norm. Um, and, and which is, you know, represents very few women of a lot of your clientele, which is fine. (laughs) But, um, it is not like if we look across North America or even globally, it's not a realistic expectation. Um, so we already are, are fairly thin obsessed as a culture. So women who are plus size, they're, you know, and like Natasha mentioned, they're not even showing like typically because of the way they put on or typically how they would Gain weight through pregnancy, you wouldn't have that bump. Their ba- their bodies might not even change at all, or make a different shape, which Natasha calls the "B" because it makes like a this shape versus like that round shape. Yeah, I have a question about that later.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <okay. laughs> yeah, Natasha, you can cover some of that later. <laughs>
2: um, and so it's you know th- there's already all these differences, and then we take a skinny obsessed culture. I mean, if you just look at what's happening with poor Beyonce and her pregnancy with her twins, the number of, like, candid shots that aren't those beautiful photo ops that she did early in her pregnancy, and it's all talking about how fat her face is and how big her arms are, and, like, look at how terrible Beyonce looks. Um, So it's, you know, we're, it's, a, it's a terrible combination of an unrealistic expectation as well as just a general fat-shaming society. Um, but the issues, aside from how it would make one feel... Um, would be the the concerns that come with the assumption around plus size and their ability as you know when it comes to their pregnancy and their birth and that's where Natasha and I feel like really passionate about changing those those beliefs and those stereotypes so women can have the possibility of whatever birth outcome they choose and that
3: they're they're strong and healthy and you know yeah. all that stuff you know the society really does perceive um, people who are plus size as You know, without, I don't want to use these words, but they'll say things like lazy and have no control over themselves and gross. And like if you were to sit down and just write down all the things that you think of right away when you say a word like fat um, or overweight, like all these things come up for a lot of people. And a lot of people walk through the world feeling like they're all those things, um, even though they're absolutely not. Um, And then they go into pregnancy, they go into birth with these words, and people, Say them like some healthcare providers don't have a problem saying words like obese and fat and unhealthy and lazy. Um, and you don't I mean, you're a doula, you know, like
1: those are not the words you need to be taking with you into your birth. No, certainly not. Well, that actually makes me jump ahead a little bit.
4: You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.
1: Um, Are there such things as care providers that are more size-friendly?
2: Well, that would be something that we would highly recommend the pregnant individual finds out. Um, and there'd be a few ways to check on this. One would be meeting the doctor so or or midwife or you shopping know, around shopping little. around, um, and asking questions like, you know, you, because of my weight, is it going to play a part in my pregnancy and my birth? And, um, you know, is this going to c- do you feel like I have a certain outcome because of this? So if you hear like, you know, yes, you're plus size, therefore, you're probably going to have a C-section because you're going to have gestational diabetes and your baby's going to be big and we're going to have assumptions induced. there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, A lot of assumptions. If you read, even if you follow blog posts around, you know, plus size pregnancies, it's like, these are the things that you'll probably have happen to you versus like, we know the statistics around plus size and, you know, gestational diabetes does, the risk goes up slightly, but not enough to like promise everybody in the plus size category that they're going to have gestational diabetes. So these are the conversations you want to have with your, um, potential doctor. But more importantly, because, you know, your healthcare care provider can say whatever they want in those sessions that you go into groups, um, you can find plus size specific groups. But if you go into other
4: waiting on a tax return, hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30 percent in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.
2: Facebook groups and just ask, has anyone had this experience with this doctor? Did you get the birth you wanted? Because we don't know what their birth plan is. But, you know, if you wanted a unmedicated vaginal delivery, like, did you get that? Did they support you on that? Um, lots of areas and cities have a site called rate and MD, um, or some version of that. And you can go check out their reviews, but asking other people who have actually used that care provider is probably going to be a good indicator saying like, what was your birth plan and did you get it?
1: But then I, even as I was reading, um, about this a little bit, there's even just some practical things like, uh, Um, a blood pressure cuff that's a little bigger to fit a more plus size arm or even the chairs that are in the waiting room. Are they a little bit wider? So someone doesn't have to squeeze in. So just those could be indications of, we are recognizing there are different body types and we just spent the $20 to buy the different, you know, blood pressure cuff. I think that could be a good sign for people thinking we're really taking this seriously and welcoming. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Like asking, you know, can I wear my own clothes?
3: Um so you don't have to try to get into a gown that may or may not fit. Like well, no, one likes, but, <laughs> no I mean. one likes those gowns. No one likes those gowns. Yeah. Um yeah, so that the, the the unit has kind of accommodated um a plus size population. Um, which we do know um we are. Yeah. Um yeah, so absolutely, like making sure they've changed things around. But for me really, uh, and I know for Bianca it's this informational piece and this, this piece of of making sure that they're treating you like a human being and that they're not treating you just like your size and that you're part of just a weight. Um, like, you want to make sure that they're making recommendations for your birth based on you and what health issues are coming up for you or not coming up for you. Not across the board being, saying, you know, your your BMI is 40, so this. Um, so we don't want them talking in absolutes. So absolutely, no the risks of of being in different, you know, quote-unquote buckets and <laughs> um and make sure you're talking with somebody who's going to
1: treat you like a person. What are some of the general complications of concern for women of size? The biggest one that comes up is gestational
3: diabetes. That comes up quite a bit. Although women of all sizes um, can have gestational diabetes, and there's lots of things we can doing we can be doing in pregnancy to reduce the incidence of gestational diabetes. So, you know, pregnancy is a really great time to start walking. It's a really great time to make changes in eating nutritious food. Um, without, bl- I'm not trying to blame anyone at all. I'm just saying like this is a time where people of all sizes make tons of changes. And that in itself reduces the incidence of gestational diabetes, even just walking um, a few times a week. Um, so gestational diabetes is a big one. With with gestational diabetes, um, people talk about big babies. That's another higher risk factor. Um, preeclampsia, so having higher blood pressure. Um, and and just being in this category sets you up for having more um, meetings with doctors. You spend a lot more time um, meeting with your doctors and doing tests, like, that other people may not be subject to. Um, So those are some of the complications with plus-size pregnancy. So the risk does go up a bit, um, and it goes up as your BMI scale goes up. Um, So somebody 30 would have less risk than somebody who's 40 or closer to 50. Um, So that's just something to look out for, but absolutely, there's no absolutes in that.
2: One of the... uh other pieces, though, too, is is if you read, so some a lot of the places that um, when we were doing our own research and, and talking to our own plus-size clients is that they say being plus-size means you're going to have a bigger baby. And the really important part is what Natasha highlighted is if you have gestational diabetes, we can see that there's an increase in, in fetal size, but not without that middle step. But that is like really poorly communicated to the plus-size plus community. They just say like, well, now you're going to have a bigger baby, um, but not if you, if, you are, are, um, if you are negative in your gestational diabetes test, then you have exactly the same you know, risk factors or lack thereof as, as somebody without gestational diabetes.
3: Yeah. So if you're looking at the governing bodies, they're not going to, a cesarean section for bigger babies is not an indicator for people just because they're plus size,
1: mm-hmm. um, where a lot of people are being told that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's tough. Well, I have a question specifically for you, Natasha. So you are pregnant, fantastic, congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> and you also said you fall into the category of obese, and you're you know childbirth. This is what you do. So, yeah. how what is it like maneuvering through this? in this category with your care provider, with the incredible amount of knowledge that you have, have you ever had to step back and be like, actually, I don't fall into this category. This doesn't pertain to me. Like, you know, you know more than your average person. How have you kind of maneuvered that?
3: Well, I, I went with a healthcare provider that I um, really trusted and, and spoke to me like a human. Um, So that was, my big thing. And I went with midwives and not to generalize, but you're probably going to have an easier time finding a plus size, um, uh, a size friendly caregiver within that community. So she was lovely. Um, but she was also way ahead of the game as far as this goes. So she asked me the very first meeting that we had, how do you feel about being weighed? Um, and I, I said, you know what I chose, to, I chose to not be weighed for my whole first pregnancy. I was like, if any tests come back, you know, positive for anything, I'll I'll weigh myself, but until then that's not my indicator for healthiness. And they were fine. With this one I'm a little bit older. I'm closer to forty. So I was like, okay, let's weigh my I just chose it. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'll weigh myself, but I don't need you to tell me my weight. So she has absolutely no problem and this is a bit weird, I know. Everybody has their own body things. But I stand on the scale backwards. She writes it down and then she covers it on the piece of paper with a sticky (laughs) note. So I actually don't know my weight. Um, She knows, but she has never, nothing has come up because of my size. So, you know, that's just how I handled it. And I think everybody gets to handle in a different way, but it was, I think it was great of her to ask me how I felt and what I was willing to do. Some people don't. Care at all, like they'll get on a scale. Their size means nothing to them, and you know are very confident in their body and their body shape. I'm not that type of person. I feel a lot of shame around my body
1: some days compared to others. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was great with me. Are, do you find some care providers are more strident with weight gain suggestions for women of size?
3: Oh, yeah, oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> like if you gain I, more than what is the is it? I know for some women that are underweight, they're actually wanting to the care providers want them to gain more weight, um, mm-hmm. is what's the range if you know, for plus size women and, and our doctor is more pushy about that.
3: Yeah. So for normal size, you know, quote unquote with the, just using this, the BMI scale, um, they're looking for, you know, a, a weight gain of like 35 pounds where with overweight women who are the 20, 25 in the BMI, um, it's around 15 to 25 pounds and anything obese, um, is 11 to 20. Um, But we also do know that there's many plus size women who um, actually lose weight um, when they have really wonderful support and a team around them that encourages healthy living in a different way than maybe we're used to, like that crash dieting and being horrible to yourself. Um, Women actually find that they might lose weight during their pregnancy um, by taking on these this new
1: outlook on their body. Well, what are some of the things that someone of size may need to address differently to assure a healthy pregnancy?
3: I think just like any other woman, a lot of this is just being treated like any other woman. You're pregnant, you're taking care of another human being. um, Now it's time to make different changes, um, you know, walk a little bit more, eating nutrient dense foods, trying, it's so hard, but trying not to diet. You know what I mean? Like reduce calories. So you don't gain weight. You know, you want to eat nutrient dense foods. You want to, you want to rest. You want to listen to your body. You want to reduce stress. All of those things are important for every size body. Mm -hmm. Um, and in a plus size body, they're equally as important and are going to go a long way in reducing some of these higher risk issues.
1: Yeah, as I was doing some of my research, too, I was surprised to see that some plus-size women lose weight. And it makes sense if all of a sudden you're like, okay, let's be really mindful of what we're eating, have the extra water, you know, Walk the extra few um, blocks or whatever, but you know I do that to myself on a certain, <laughs> on certain times. Like okay, Deb, park further away and walk. You know, so I think yeah. it's good for all of us to
2: be mindful of how we treat our bodies and the respect for our bodies. Um, and, and in all fairness, we can't eat as much typically in pregnancy as you can not. So all bodies, like you know, if, once your stomach starts getting squished in your intestines, like plus size women go through the same things as as. One yeah you another. have to
1: you
3: know lessen your meals and eat more so you don't get heartburn and all those things still happen um if you're plus size as well but it's it's that shift hopefully that some people can make when they're pregnant i you know it's hard body issues are such a hard topic, but going from this idea of being like I need to look a certain way so I'm going to do this to my body. It's almost like you're you're um you're mistreating your body or like depriving your body because, you know, when I ate a cake at, at noontime, I'm going to go for a, a six mile run, you know, like all this punishment stuff that people do to themselves from switching from that to being like, I really need to take care of myself now. Um, and i being kind to yourself for the first time in your life. Um,
1: Like that, that's a great switch if we can do it. Yeah. I think, I mean, for me, I feel like in general, my, my diet's pretty good, but there's definitely times my second pregnancy, especially I had such a sweet tooth, which is not surprising that my daughter's like all carbs and sugar. That's her favorite thing. But (laughs) like, I would remind myself when I'd want to reach for whatever at the time, I think it was pinkberry. um, I'd be like, okay, Deb, it's not about the moment and the craving. Remember the bigger picture your baby, your body. And so I had to kind of get in my head and give myself a different motivation. So I think, um, many women could, could use that. Or maybe if they're feeling like struggling, remember the bigger picture of who's this for, it's for the baby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about, we, you mentioned the bee belly. (laughs) So can you talk a little bit about any suggestions for plus size moms, how to handle the delayed popping of the belly?
3: Yeah. So for people out there who may not be plus size or haven't experienced a plus size pregnancy, it's almost like the bump grows above your belly button and there's like a waist around your belly button. So you kind of grow above your belly button and and it looks like the letter B where, you know, a typical pregnancy or a pregnancy we see most uh, in the media is like the letter D, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's round. Um, so a lot of people, as they go through their pregnancy, they never really look pregnant the way that you see in media. So it's really hard to, you know, like, uh, get offered the seat on the bus and, like, you know, um, all of those different things. Plus, so many people have this idea of what they look like when they're pregnant. You know, the high-waisted maternity clothes and the cute bump and all of those things. And that typically doesn't happen. Um, so that's a bit of a struggle. There are some things that people do, like um, my, I have now a rounder stomach as long as I'm standing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, the way you dress, so you're not going to, you can still go out there and get plus size maternity clothes that is going to be flattering to that bump. Um, rather than just getting extra large clothing that you normally wear which would make you look a little bit more frumpy but it, who cares what you, you just said like. frumpy. I know
2: it's extra funny for Natasha to <laughs> talk fashion and say frumpy I'm not a very big fashion person so I just was. like <laughs> I'm still like
3: just wearing frumpy clothes because I don't care in that way but some people do like some people really want that empire waist and that beautiful bump and you can get plus size clothes It's going to be flatter, plus size maternity clothes it's going to be flattering to a plus size body rather than just buying extra large clothing yeah. um, and having the arms too long or the the legs too long. And then there's also uh, many people use um, the belly binds and not binds, but you the, know, the belly bands and the shapers mm-hmm. and stuff like that will give you more of a rounder shape if that's really something that is is bothering you. Um, but you know, as a society, we all really just need to understand what a plus size body looks like when they're pregnant and also be mindful. Like if there's a pregnant woman that is, you know, 135 pounds versus a pregnant woman, woman who's 200 pounds, you know, if you're going to touch a belly, which I don't recommend you do touch, touch them both. You know what I mean? Like, don't be like, she deserves that just as much as anyone else, right? Like the idea that you're pregnant, and you get to have the seat, and you know, being nurtured and being taken well, taken care of, even if visually she doesn't look like the ideal pregnant body. I don't know.
1: There's so much around that. There is. And I, I mean, I know that that happens in New York a lot, especially during the winter. I remember being extremely pregnant, but it was winter and I had this big heavy coat on. And the only way people knew that I was pregnant, because like when you have, you guys are in Toronto, you know, it's cold. You know what? it goes Yeah. Like. Oh, like, yeah you, know, you know, you can't tell what's going on. I used to carry um, pregnancy magazines or books and kind of hold them up. So <laughs> people would be like, oh, maybe she's pregnant. So I almost like advertise, like you might not be able to see. but I'm pregnant. Can I have that seat? Well, okay, let's get back to some of the healthy eating. We had talked a little bit about that earlier. Are there any special considerations to take in mind for healthy eating for plus size?
3: The biggest consideration would be that um, the diet is very nutrient dense as far as um, making sure you're getting lots of proteins, lots of vegetables, um, you know, nuts, legumes, all of those things that would be typical in any healthy diet but protein is very important during pregnancy and we all know that um so making sure uh, and of course if you don't know how to eat you know, if you're going through your pregnancy, you're like, I really want to do better with my pregnancy. I really want to eat really well and take care of myself and my baby. You don't quite know how to do it. Get a nutritionist. Or, um, there's a very good chance too, that if you're plus size and you're talking with your doctor, they're going to refer you to, to a nutritionist anyway, who would give the same outline to any pregnant woman. Um, it just is a great way to look at it is just, you know, eating things that are real and not in packages um, and providing that balance. Like if you're going to eat an ice cream, eat an ice cream and don't beat yourself up about it. Mm -hmm. And then also eat your, your proteins and your veggies and whatever else that doesn't come from a box.
4: You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement.
1: Mm-hmm. It's great though, that people are starting to think about pregnancies with healthy eating instead of an excuse saying, I'm eating for two, so I will have that extra cake or whatever. I think, mm-hmm. you know, in general, uh, just a healthier body is going to feel better. Um, so we talked a little bit about care providers, how uh, friend uh, size-friendly. How is it would be managed by the care provider differently, the plus-size pregnancy? You said they're going to be testing for a few different things, but the pregnancy and birth, is there anything that a plus-size mom should expect might be different than a non-plus-size birth and pregnancy?
2: Well, if if she tests positive for gestational diabetes, there obviously are a few things that are going to happen, but this would, again, be anybody who has um, gestational diabetes, and that is typically... um, they don't let you go post-dates um, because they the longer you're pregnant, the larger the fetus can become. So they want to make sure that your baby doesn't get, quote, unquote, too big. Um, so we do see an increased risk of induction. Um, we also see an increased risk in cesarean sections, but um, the research is not there that it – like that risk shouldn't exist. So both the Canadian and the American um, obstetrics and gynecology um, – The colleges—they both feel that that risk shouldn't exist, but the reality is that it does.
3: Yeah, so you're going to see a higher, a higher, or an increase in um, induction, cesarean section, pretty much any intervention as you move into plus size pregnancy. But we do know that plus size pregnant women are treated differently by medical staff, like we just know. Um, So sometimes it's hard to know are the elevated risks of cesarean happening because. They're being treated differently, or because there's an actual health risk. Um, so yeah, the the increase in cesarean section is kind of out of whack compared to what the health risks actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is an increased risk, but um, it's not too far off. So for example, um, women who are in the obese category, I think the, the cesarean section rate is above 30, but like not too high above 30, like maybe 34% versus 27% or wherever you may live, it, it varies, but that's not a huge increase compared to what people are actually hearing mm-hmm. that it's going to be, you know, absolute that you have a cesarean. One of the really interesting things I find with labor and delivery the most, um, I think the one that kind of alters your birth plan the most is the fact that it's hard to pick up fetal heart rate um, in a plus size pregnancy. So depending on your healthcare provider, are they monitoring you continuously because you're plus size? Um, is there, should they be? Um, or are they doing um, intermittent? Because um, that would be a little bit easier. Or are they, are they calling um, cesarean sections because they can't get the heart rate? So all this is a big variable um, in a pregnancy for sure. So talking with your healthcare provider about that is a big deal.
1: Yeah, and I would guess also saying, you know, can we use a Doppler so we can really be specific with where we're finding the heartbeat instead of just the discs, which can move if mom's changing position, if it's harder to pick up in general. That's a really wonderful tip, um, you know, and encourage the intermittent and to get hands-on, get a Doppler. I guess that's going to be more with a midwife, though. I've never actually seen an OB pull out a Doppler scope and search for yeah. a heart well, that's
3: Yeah, well, that's what's really challenging, right, is are we accommodating this population since it's such a large group of our population and it's only getting larger.
1: Yeah, these are important things, you know, like the blood pressure cuff, the individualized listening to the baby, you know, the heart rate, um keeping in mind going past the due date, um even just again the chairs in the dressing room. So you're right, this is half our population. We better start paying attention to this. So mm-hmm. what are some ways we can encourage plus-size women to embrace and trust their bodies? <laughs>
2: you're tackling a big issue there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So just throw out a few um, ideas. Cause that's true. No, that's like a whole a few... dissertation. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we could talk for hours. No, a few of the things that, um, is to find a community that you feel really safe and good in. Um, so, you know, it's, if you have one in your town or your city, that's awesome. Like live in the flesh, the reality is most people don't have access to that. So, um, there's really great online spaces that you can go for plus size pregnant women. Um, even if you search the hashtag body positivity, if on Instagram, there's like amazing women that are, are just like putting it all out there and sharing how they fell in love with their body again, which is a really important factor. Um, you know, and understanding that you are growing a person. Um, this isn't you putting on more weight, like you might have a history of doing if you are a plus size person. Um, this is you like, you know, bringing life into the world and and really honoring that that's what your body's doing and that it's different than um, when you just suddenly put on 20 or 30 or 40 pounds, however much you're putting on in your pregnancy. Um, So that would be really important.
3: Yeah. And I think, um, like Bianca said, um, just to go further with that and is building that community of people who support you is making sure you're doing that with your birth team. So, um, you have that healthcare provider that talks to you like a human, but you also maybe have a doula that will help you go in there with questions to ask your healthcare provider, um, so that you know that they're they're truly on your side and want what you want for your pregnancy. And the people around you, like we want them to be using positive words and positive language as you go into your birth. Like that's a really important thing, as we all know. Um, and also, um, oh shoot, I forget what I was going to say. <laughs>
1: That pregnant well, brain It never happens <laughs> <laughs> gotta love that pregnant brain i <laughs> know uh, yeah just
3: the idea that you you are growing a human if we can celebrate the little milestones you know instead of being like i have to be super healthy through my entire pregnancy and really again shaming yourself you want to be doing the little things like oh good for me i walked from my car to the this thing or celebrating the idea that today your baby grew fingernails or can now hear and like all the little wins that go through your pregnancy. Like what an amazing thing that your body's doing. Right. So looking at it more from that side, rather than all the things your body's are bodies doing wrong. And I know all of that is easier said than done. Um, but it's going to be easier if you
1: surround yourself with people who encourage that and foster that. As you were speaking, it made me think one of my friends does a lot of yoga around trauma, and I worked with, uh, as a doula, a woman that had trauma, and we had to approach her pregnancy and her birth uh, even more carefully about who was allowed to be in the room, who was allowed to touch her would she feel comfortable, um, being naked? You know, a lot of that I could think might be similar. If a woman of size has felt shame about her body, she might feel really sensitive about having extraneous people in the room. Um, I mean, birth in itself, especially in a hospital setting is so exposing. I mean, literally mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah, bright lights, very exposing. Do you think there's some way that I guess maybe talk to the birth team and be like, you know, talk about any vulnerabilities they might feel. Have you had an experience with that? Natasha, this is your second baby, right?
3: Well, it's just this idea that, that, you know, oftentimes, um, plus size women, any woman, for example, will never show lots of their body. You know what I mean? Like they, you know, well, you don't men-
2: like being fully fronted with <laughs> no. a group
1: sitting around your bed? No, isn't that like kind of horrifying? I mean, I, it's horrifying. Yeah. I, so I if always you, talk if about you, that. I'm you, like, think about who you want to invite in because it's a very vulnerable, exposing experience.
3: Oh, oh yeah. If you For don't sure. even let your partner, if you have one, look at your body without the lights down low, why would you suddenly want to go into a room with eight people that are looking at your naked body? So, how are we respecting her wishes? Like I said, some people don't care. And some mm-hmm. people really do. Mm-hmm. So who's making sure that the lights are down low? Who's making sure that everything's covered? Um, who's making sure that that vulnerability piece is being taken care of? So that's not something we have to be thinking about during pregnancy. Um, I don't want to be fully nude in front of a ton of people um, ever. Um, <laughs> so, no, <laughs> like birth think, or I anytime. <laughs> I can't think of mm-hmm. any scenario where I'd want that. Um, so who's taking care of that for me so that I don't have to be thinking about it. Cause
1: you can't, if you're really in the throngs of labor and that's where your brain is going, now you're getting into the thinking mind. So it's going to create a, more of a dysfunctional labor. So that's a great point of, for the birth posse. That's why I call the team, the birth posse yeah. like, that they need, These are questions and discussions to have ahead of time so that mom really can feel vulnerable and exposed without being vulnerable and exposed.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And these are all things that you would for sure want to put on, on a birth plan. Um, and like you mentioned, I mean, Natasha didn't want to know her weight, but even in labor and delivery, they ask you again, your height and weight, um, and put it in your chart. And so I had a client who is plus size and she didn't ever want her husband to know her weight. Um, I actually have had two or three. Um, and so that was something that they did put on their birth plan. Like, you know, ask me privately or like, you know, refer back to my chart with my healthcare provider. So I don't have to give you that information again, um, because they didn't want to be like, now I'm 270 pounds in front of their husband. Mm-hmm. Now, these are great tips. Do you have any final tips that we didn't get to? Hmm. Um, well, we have a few. One sure. would be, um, some of the materials and, and the postpartum gear. Um, you might need to find some specialty if you're plus size. And so it's important again, to find a community that you feel safe asking, um. So, like baby carriers for plus size um, parents, um, those might be something that you have to look for. And and if you or just brands, yeah, brands, brands that yeah. um are we'll more aware. The, yeah, will go to a larger range for different bodies. Um, because those those little things might seem like micro failures as a parent. If you you know want to get a baby Bjorn and it doesn't go to your size, or you want to get this wrap that everybody's talking about and and it will it won't fit you. Um, so knowing that there are going to be um, some specialty products that you can get, but they do exist. Um, so finding a community that you can just put up, like, you know, do you know any plus size clothing for this weight? Or do you know any great baby like carriers for this size? Um, so that you can make sure that you feel like you have all those wins that everyone else gets to experience. These are great. I'm actually taking notes on that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anything else that you want to add to that list?
2: Um, I feel like they kind of came out throughout the yeah. podcast. No, so yeah. I was really, really happy with this.
1: So do you want to just tell our community, uh, anything you guys are up to with your company before we sign
2: off? Oh, there's so much happening right now. Yeah, We
3: talk <laughs> a lot about this topic in our diverse family certification, which helps you, um, navigate as a, as a birth professional for any birth professionals out there, how to navigate, um, marginalized communities, how to work with clients who have, um, different abilities and different race issues and, and sexuality issues. Um, yeah, so we, we do talk about body positivity in that certification. Um, we also have a sleep education certification that we are, are very, very proud of, um, which is, is again, geared for birth professionals who want to have more information to give their clients about normal biological sleep for babies and for parents. Um, and we have breastfeeding and, and
1: our dual certification,
3: got a whole bunch of stuff going on.
1: Um, well, I'll make sure that we have a link to your site in our show notes. So if this perks up some ears of some community members, they can find out how to reach you. Well, I want to thank you for your time today and for talking about this really important topic. We need to bring light that everybody should be respected and embraced and loved. And, and I thank you for, for having uh, the time to speak with me about that. Thank Thank you. you. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Be well. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening.
4: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands.